Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. In the past episodes, I have spoken with my guests about flexible work, fathers and care, as well as support for returning professionals. And last week, Ian Dinwiddie shared the soft skills he had learned as an unpaid caregiver. Today, we will be focusing our entire episode on the topic of these transferable business skills gained from unpaid care work. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you that we will be having the next Emily's Path Consulting's newsletter coming out on Halloween. Head on over to our website emilyspath.ca, which is E-M-I-L-Y-S-P-A-T-H dot C-A to subscribe to EPC's newsletter. You can also listen to the past episodes of Job Sharing and Beyond on the website or subscribe to the podcast listening platform of your choice. It is now my great pleasure to introduce Dr. Stephanie Robbenbeyer as my guest on the podcast show today. Stephanie is a highly renowned business coach for individuals business leaders and organizations in Germany. She's also an associate partner with Huntington Her Plus. Her coaching key competencies are focused on social skills, empathic communication, presentation skills and working moms. For more than two decades, she has been a keynote speaker, a TV host, as well as a moderator at conventions and conferences. Most recently, she was a host of the hybrid version of the Demographie Debatte Demographic Debate Conference. Stephanie's presentations cover a wide range of topics such as positive feedback, business communication, with her biggest passion on talking about the skills learned from being a parent and how this can be applied to business leadership and vice versa. She has written the book Family Business about this topic. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming onto the show today. Karin, it's a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, actually from 19 countries in five different continents. And so I always ask my guests, where are you calling in from? What type of site or food is there that's very particular for your area? So I call from Germany. I live in a little town next to Frankfurt. And what is the special kind of fruit? Maybe a sausage with green sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. Das oh, yeah. Yes. mit grüner Soße. Das ist wohl speziell. Aber ich mag das nicht. <laughs> But don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, thank you. Now, Stephanie, you've been a speaker, a coach and consultant for many years. Now, what has made you decide to focus, among other things, on family competencies? 
to be honest, I think the first reason is that I have an own very special family. I live in a patchwork family for 20 years now. My husband is older and uh, I have big two stepsons, 43 and 39, and I have two little grandchildren, three and six year old, and my own daughter is 10 years. And after a few years, I recognized that the job in this family, my job in this family is to lead this family. I compared what I do with uh, the work of my clients. And so I recognized, oh, maybe that is useful uh, to um, recognize, to write down for my clients, for my work. And so I looked at all the things I do in this family, wrote it down and edited a little book in 2016. It's called Family Business. Um, the first reason was that I recognized that when I came to this family as a stepmother and for second, when I was a mom for myself, for my little daughter, uh, everything in my life changed. Me, myself changed, my character changed. And the thing I watched for the world, let me say my mindset changes as well. So that was the first reason, a personal reason. So I came to this kind of aspect, to the, this kind of topics for myself and my family. And then I compared it to my profession. Thank you so much. Now, you mentioned your book, Family Business, which, as you said, is about leading employees and guiding and raising children. So could you give our listeners an overview of the book? I try to do it in very short sentences. I, I'm sure that when a woman is a mom and when a man is a father, they have more potentials. They have more resources than before. I am sure that a mom can be a better employee than before, that a dad can be a better employee than before. I believe in the fact that, and I think that's really a fact, that a mom can be a better um, leader dad can be a better leader than he has been before because i think when you are a mom and a dad um, you have to do so many things in your family so many things uh, for your child that you change in your personality and i think um, to be with your child is uh, very compared to be like a leader and i don't want to say that um, children and employees are on the same level. That's not my kind of view. My kind of view is that when you are a mom and when you are a dad, you can reflect yourself and you can think about uh, in what kind of things I'm better than before when I didn't have children before. And then you can recognize, you can be self-confident that you're a mom and then a dad now. And then you can communicate that, you can live that, and you can put it in the work as an employee or a leadership in your company. So it's just like to compare what I do in the family, like a mom and a dad, to compare what I do in my work as an um, employee or a leader and um, everything is based on self-reflection. And 
one of my favorite quotes from your book is that you are giving both employees as well as children trust upfront before they doing their work. And I think this is such a relevant topic, especially now with COVID-19 because of the work from home or as many people call it, trust work. So can you share some more on that? I think while this sad time of COVID-19, a lot of moms and dads are at home and have to do homeschooling, home office and homework. And they have to use very uh, important potentials uh, while being with their children, while doing their homework and while doing their householding. And they're doing that on their own and um, they're doing a lot of things. Um, if their leaders would see what they are able to do at home, um, it would be very, very useful to use this potentials and these resources in the company as well. Um, when leaders would trust in this um, potentials of their employees as moms and dad at home, they would be very wise to use that um, in the role in the company. Another thing you are mentioning and what we are talking about here now is responsibility. And I feel that is often a very underestimated part of raising a child that like, you know, often it's like, oh, this person is just doing a babysitting job. But in reality, it is all about leadership and raising a child to become a respectable member of society and in a way that's sort of the same as like bringing up junior members within an organization and so like when you look at the responsibility I always mention SAP because I truly feel they are such an amazing example how they took care of the responsibility for their employees by having online barbecues. And so now can you share maybe some examples of how these responsibility traits, you know, what you've seen like spilling over from the family to the business? Yes. Um, I think, for example, uh, SAP is, is great in these things. I often read about Kava Januzzi and Ina Strasser, and I think they do a great, great job because, first of all, they stay in contact with the parents. When they uh, go for the parents in time, they don't leave them on their own. They stay in contact, and that's a very good thing because uh, then the employees can come back in the company. And then that's a point, in, in my opinion, the most important point, they use the new potential of this moms and dad in the company then. And they see, they recognize these new potentials. But you asked me for the potentials. I think leadership starts with myself. The first person I lead is myself. A good leader must be a good leader of himself. And when we go in the family, I think the second part of leadership is leading my daughter or my son because i have to be and now i want to give you some examples i have to be a rule model i have to set targets i have to give feedback i have to 
feel them secure. I have to care about them. I have to be with them. I have to spend time with them. And I could tell you more and more and more. And then you could ask me, yes, and what about employee? And then I could uh, give you the answer. Yeah, when you're a good leader, when you're a good employer, you have to be a rule model in your company. You have to set targets in your company. You have to give feedback in your company. You have to uh, feel the employees, the colleagues uh, safe and so on and so on. And then the thing I want to say is that um, we can do best practice. The, the um, potentials you use in the family as uh, not only doing babysitting, as leave your children from baby to the um, to getting grow up, uh, to grow up and grow up and grow up. That's like leadership. You have to do the same things. You have to use the same potentials like a leader or a colleague in a company. And again, I don't want to compare children with employees. I just want to make people sensitive for self-reflection. Look at yourself. What kind of things are you doing in the family? What kind of thoughts are you thinking? What kinds of feelings are you feeling? What kind of sentence are you saying? What about your communication? And then compare the things they are working very, very well in the family while leading your children to your role in the company. And maybe you can use some of those potentials in this role in the company as well. I think that is so important to be able to reflect, as you're saying, how you are a role model within your organization as well as your family and what are things that work well in both areas and how you can use that quote-unquote practice of having maybe tried a new skill in one area and then apply it to the other. And now one thing you've been involved in that I'm very curious about is Femantor. Is that how you pronounce yes, it? Yes, Femantor, yes. Okay. It's from feminine and mentorship. Ah, okay, okay. So it's an initiative that matches inter, uh, intergenerational mentors. So you, um, so a more experienced female with a more junior um, female person. But I, what I found was so interesting to uh, hear is that it includes also reverse mentoring. Could you yes. share a little bit more about that? Yeah, that's a very interesting thing. Um, I knew mentorship just uh, not reverse because I I'm twenty I'm forty two years twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is come true. <laughs> forty two years now, and I'm working. I feel like my whole life, and I made a lot of mistakes, and I would like to tell my young mentees that they shouldn't do the same um, failures, the same, make the same mistakes. And I just knew about one side of mentorship. I tell them, they ask me, um, I try to give them some wisdom mm -hmm. from me. But uh, Fimentus does it uh, reverse and I really appreciate it because when I have a mentee who's very young, let me say 25, Five. <laughs> <laughs> change, change the numbers. 
Um, she knows a lot of more things concerning technology, mm -hmm. concerning um, artificial um, intelligence and things like that. Uh -huh. She has another mindset than me and other mindsets than, than me and I can learn a lot from her. And so I really appreciate this reverse mentoring because I think, or let me say it in this way, I'm a big fan of um, diverse teams and I think diverse teams, diversity is not only young and old, it's female, it's male, it's um, somebody who has a lot of wisdom and um, somebody who is just at the beginning of his um, life. And Fee Mentor is great in the things because I can learn a lot from this young woman mm -hmm. when I'm her mentor. And I hope she will learn a lot from me as her mentor. So I, I really appreciate it because it's just given and taken, taken and giving. This is so interesting because um, from what I've been reading and hearing a lot about job sharing, one aspect of it is also the intergeneral um, job sharing. And what yes. you're describing is exactly yes. that, that somebody who might have more life experience is able to share that. And then somebody who might be on the younger side might have some more technology um, knowledge. And so it, it works both ways. So that's, that's really, really interesting. Now, yeah, and to be honest, uh, I live in, I, I told you, I live in this patchwork family mm -hmm. with four generations. My wow. husband is 73 now, he's 20 years older than me. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, our daughter is 10 and a half year old now. And it's so interesting, in four generations, everybody has his special kind of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And when I want to know something about my mobile, my cell phone, I ask my little daughter. <laughs> When I want to know something about, oh my God, times ago, how was living there? What was it about life there? I ask my husband. When I want to hear something about young women, I ask my daughter-in-law. So it's very interesting that we can share our knowledge in these four generations. And I think that's like in a company that's like in, in the whole life. Younger should learn from older people, older people should learn from younger people, and they all, they, all of them should um, think that it's good to be diverse, that it's good to live diversity, um, and then it will match if they only think, oh God, I'm young and I know everything, but the older one, they know nothing, that will be wrong. That, thank you so much for you know showing your personal example of all the different generations and I think it's so important. I feel everybody, regardless of age, has a lot of aspects that they can share and other people can learn from. So that sounds really, really um, awesome. Um, now you are also part of the initiative 50 plus. And you yes. <laughs> have recently moderated an online event called Demographics Debate Germany, Women, Leadership and Finances, which had a lot of um, different speakers. Could you give our listeners some takeaways that were particularly related to like unpaid care work, family competencies or any other areas that you feel that our listeners would um, benefit from hearing about? 
Yes, that is a special thing in my heart. I do it uh, for myself because I think it's so important to work for people 50 plus. Mm -hmm. And I just told you I'm 52, so <laughs> I'm in this as well. <laughs> um, for example, I had a very good interview with Henrike von Platen. Henrike von Platen is one of the first women in Germany who talks, who's working uh, with the gender pay gap. And I think that's such, such an important point to talk about, to, to work against it. Just another example from my family. I watched um, television with my little daughter, Julie. Her name is Julie. And we were uh, watching um, a program. They were talking about a magazine. They were talking about gender pay gap. And she was asking me, Mama, what's this gender pay gap? Uh, and I tried to explain and I, I told her, okay, your best friend, Bastian, a very nice boy in her age. Um, and you, you will be adult in the future. And then you, you will do the same job. Uh, but Basti will earn a lot of more money than you. And Julie asked me, uh, mom, excuse me, why does he earn more money than me? Because we do the same job. And I asked her and I answered her, okay, Julie, I have to say, I have to tell you, he will get more money because he's a boy. <laughs> and she was totally confused. Mama, that can't be the truth. Why he gets more money than me. And so I just want to let you, um, I just want to give you an example um for how crazy that is that we have a gander pay gap and i was talking with henrique from platen that the gander pay gap isn't interesting just for women in my age or the younger women the the most important thing is that we as women have to think about that when we earn less money than men today we will be very very poor when we are old and that is very important aspect uh, otherwise, we had very good discussions um, on this um, DDD uh, in September about women in leadership, that we just have not so much leaders that we could have. Um, we were talking about FIDA, women, uh, Frauen in die Aufsichtsräte, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we have to talk, that we have to discuss, that we need more women as Vorstände. CEOs and, and as board. yeah in, on the board mm -hmm. on the board than we have now because then we see that is a kind of diversity as well mm -hmm. uh, why only men sit in the board why only men are um, board members um, because we know that diverse team diverse organization companies are more successful and so we need more women. So this um, Bundesinitiative 50 Plus is a very, very special topic in my heart. And I try to do my very best to bring all these topics uh, from the DDD or otherwise, um, yeah, to make public. Thank you very much. I think it is so important to, as you said, make people more aware, share more, um, about these topics so that basically everybody can learn from that and um, it becomes more visible. And that, like, you know, we've talked a little bit earlier before we started um, recording our interview that one of the silver linings of COVID-19 really is 
that all of a sudden unpaid care work that was often much more invisible has yes. basically become like a, a hot topic because all of a sudden I feel a lot of people realize how much work it truly is. And um, so like there was the, um, the recent event um, by a Volksfaktor uh, Familie um, that basically showed the studies that um, more and more fathers are communicating now with organizations and saying, I want to be more involved in yes. uh, unpaid care work. And uh, so what have you been hearing about this and when you're talking to your clients? Yeah, first of all, I have to tell you that I moderate uh, um, an event in November mm -hmm. from a Fox Factor Familia. Oh, wow. So this is my topic as well. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I love this because um, I can see that in my family as well because my daughter-in-law is working since uh, our grandchilds are one year old. Mm -hmm. So they have a they give them to daycare and they have to work both mm -hmm. and i saw my stepson um, doing the same care work as my daughter-in-law for me that was a special new situation because to be honest i always get up got up when my daughter was crying during the night i had to do all the work but it was okay because my husband is 20 years older we have special roles in our family and that was kind of commitment in our family mm -hmm. that was an appointment but i can see the younger ones uh, my stepson and my daughter-in-law and i can see with my clients as well the young managers let me say 30 35 years old they have a special mindset um concerning this and i think it's great for for them it's just normal to be at home, to do the same things like their women, that like their wives, mm -hmm. to um, to take care of their children, to feed them, to change the pampers, and that's just normal. And they are really focused on have to time have time with their children. I, I know a lot of young, good, very successful managers who want to have. Uh, let me say, Matthias Hawks answered a question from me in an interview at the DDD um, concerning this topic. We have a work-family dynamic now, Mrs. Robin. We don't have work-family or work-life balance. We have a work-family dynamic now. So in the future, it will be just normal that we have to be flexible that moms and dads um, as employees can be at home, have parented times, do the to the care, do the care work, and it's just a normal feeling. And that I can agree with. That that is the thing I I see. My older clients, let me say, in my age, they didn't do that when their children were younger. But my young clients now, 30, 35, for them it's just normal to be at home to do the care work. And I think the most important thing is. They think that's just, uh, this is not a special thing to do that. It's just normal and they feel good with it. They, they think it's, it's not, not just female, it's just a male aspect as well. They feel good like man, as a man, and um, they don't feel ashamed to say, oh, I'm at work now, I do some care work for my children and I do all the things just normal for my wife. 
they are proud of it. And that is the most important thing for me that men as dads are proud of doing care work because then they are room models for other ones. Right. They don't feel shame. They're just proud. And they say, no, I like to be at home. I love to be at home. For me, it's just normal. I want to enjoy the time at home and I don't want to stay uh, in the company for the whole day, for my whole period of this very special life uh, fast. I want to be at home to have a look how my children grow up, to be with them when they do the first step, when they speak the first words, and they want to enjoy this time. And they don't want to come home like years ago the man did, and the women, the wives told, told them, okay, today he, she spoke the first word, uh, did the first step, or things like that. I think that is so important as you are saying the role models because it's like you know in the US there is the notion of stopping to do secret parenting where previously people would quote unquote pretend oh I have to go let's say to a doctor's appointment or something when in reality they were maybe going to watch their kids play in a soccer game or something like this but instead oh, yeah, yeah what you're saying is saying, guys, I'm leaving now because I am picking up my son daughter. And especially the more senior the, the manager is. And if it is a male um, manager, even better, because I think as we still have a lot of male senior managers, if they can set the tone to your point, then that really helps to change society's attitudes. And um, going back to the, the Erfolgsfaktor um, Familie event, there was a quote that 78% of German companies have now recognized that how important it is that dads also take unpaid care, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not only just the mom, but the dad as well. So, yeah. Karin, I would like to tell you one of my dreams. I'm allowed to? Yes, go ahead, please. <laughs> one of my dreams is that if a young woman, a young lady is pregnant, she doesn't feel ashamed when she has to tell this her leader, her um, company. Mm -hmm. um, my dream is that when she is pregnant, she will go to her leader to go to her company and she's very very proud and she said ma wow i'm i'm pregnant and i'm looking forward to get my baby and then and that's my dream the most important thing most important thing is that the leader answers oh great i'm happy for you i'm happy for our company because i know you are such a good employee you are such a good leader in my company but now when you are a mom in the future, you will be better than before. And I'm looking forward when you come back, let's stay in contact and then we will use all the potential you have as a mom, as a dad, and I will be happy having you as a boy or a leader in my company. That's my dream. I, I really think this is awesome. And it's like, it, it honestly, it goes very similar along my line of, line of a dream. <laughs> because what I'm hoping one day, if you are like, say, using LinkedIn or in a resume, instead of 
people spending hours trying to sort of how could I best write quote unquote the career gap instead it simply says you know stay at home mom or stay at home dad or whatever you know or part-time work and then it basically signals automatically to the respective manager oh this is somebody who is very innovative can think very flexibly um is super at time management can multitask and see it as a positive and it is perceived as simply a step in their career and not as a career gap so i think we have very similar dreams And to be honest, um, I told you about my family and I told you about my wish that everybody reflects himself more. And I have the feeling that I'm better now since I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I really feel I'm better, not because I'm, I'm so proud of something, but I just have the feeling I'm more mature. I like to be a role model. I, I communicate in another way. Um, I can organize better. I can delegate better. I have a better timetable. I can give a feel of feeling safe. Yes, I, I, I really think I'm better as a human being, as a woman, and to be honest, as a coach. And um, yeah, as a coach as well. And as a moderator as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking a lot with my children, my stepchildren, my grandchildren, my own little daughter. And I, I'm very self-reflected now. And yes, I think that could be a feeling that all moms and dads could have. And then they could be proud of themselves. Not arrogant, just proud of themselves. Um, and then they can live this feeling proud of themselves and can do the best practice. You talked about the spillover effects um, as employee or leader. You know, Stephanie, I could talk with you forever, but our time is coming to an end. So I want to make sure that we have really covered everything that um, you wanted to talk about. Is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners? Oh, I think we talked about a lot and you, you know, these are all topics I have in my heart. Um, I, I have a dream. I told you, I have the dream that all companies, not only in Germany, all over the world <laughs> would um, recognize that parental time is like learning a lot. It's like study something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have the dream that all the companies would do this best practice, this self-reflection, um, that it's very, very wise to use all the potential, the resources of moms and dad in their company. And um, the other dream is that we would really um, try to have more diversity more respect more um yeah that we take care of each other equal of young or old or blonde or brown or thin or thick or i don't know um i would like to have more respect and i think everybody can do 
something to make this world a little bit better. And that is the reason why uh, in working in so interesting, so important aspects like Erfolgsfaktor um, Familie, Bundesinitiative 50 plus and my own work as a coach and my heart project family business the parental um, potentials thank you so much now how can people find you stephanie oh my god they just have to give uh, in the internet the world wide web my name <laughs> dr stephanie <laughs> robin Bayer, <laughs> and uh you know my homepage www.drrobincoaching.de uh, I have another one www.huntinghercom um, They can find me um, I'm very busy at LinkedIn mm -hmm. um, Yeah, just look it up <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show, Stephanie It was a true pleasure talking with you Thank you so much, I really appreciate And let us work for my dream for our dream. That sounds like an awesome plan. Thank you. Thank you. I very much appreciated having Stephanie on the show. Here's a quick summary of the main points we spoke about. Stephanie shared how her own family experience made her focus more and more on family competencies and its transferability value into business setting from being a role model and a leader to providing feedback and also self-reflection. She wrote the book Family Business about it. Stephanie talked about how providing anticipatory trust for both employees' work and children is now more important than ever given the work-from-home situation. Stephanie shared her work with the intergenerational reverse mentoring program at Fee Mentor. I really loved that example. The combination of the duo of the more experienced leader with the newer, more tech-savvy employee because it has also worked in this combination as a great job-sharing team. She also spoke about her work with the initiative 50+, where she hosted a recent conference that talked in length about the gender pay gap. We talked about recognizing the value of unpaid care work and that this is also the key in giving care workers more confidence. We discussed how the current COVID-19 situation presents a silver lining as it is making care work much more visible. While women have been much more heavily impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. Stephanie's personal experience as well as recent statistics have shown that men are increasingly having a bigger share of care work. Last but certainly not least, while women have been much more heavily impacted by the COVID-19 crisis with homeschooling. In addition to unpaid care work, Stephanie's personal experience as well as recent statistics have shown that men are increasing their share of care work. Last but certainly not least, Stephanie explained her dream to us that one day 
when a female professional announces at her work that she is pregnant rather than worrying about having to replace her or her losing the business knowledge that she possesses, her job will actually celebrate the announcement as it is going to be seen as a business skill learning and growth opportunity, like a master's in soft skills, which is something that is already happening in some others, mainly Nordic European countries. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.